The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not, not be interpreted as statement, as statement of, fact. of fact. Independent, Independent fact-checking fact and, and corrections are encouraged. encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee here, please? please? Got it. Got to start your Monday with a damn good cup of coffee. Damn good and hot. Good morning, folks. It is Monday, your favorite day of the week. March 7th, 2022. March Madness, eh? You say March Madness. You know what? I haven't heard a thing about college basketball. Uh, maybe it didn't get started yet, but March Madness, college basketball, usually that's what you associate March with, college basketball. If I see Twitter today, I'm going to see nothing but college baseball. And maybe that has something to do with the fact that uh, Major League Baseball is kind of dragging their feet on getting their collective bargaining agreement worked out and delaying their season. And baseball heads but that does speak to the fact that you know people say baseball's dead eh, baseball's not that dead people are filling up college baseball stadiums stadiums stadium to watch college baseball and um so that's where we are no march madness i'm not hearing anything about basketball i did see some people you know kind of commenting on some sunday games yesterday um basketball wise but not hearing anything about big tournament stuff or any of that stuff yet. I suppose that's the end of the month. They've kind of, everything got pushed back. So it's like March, April madness now. Anyway, I hope it's a beautiful, wonderful day where you are. It's kind of like spring here in New York. Getting that way. Yesterday, upstate New York had temperatures of 70 degrees. And there were people uh, in Albany, New York, who were out trying to get a suntan in 70 degree weather. With, still with snow on the ground, melting snow on the ground. Uh, but that's how eager we are for winter to be over. Anyway, we have some new things coming today. I uh, want to let you know about. First of all, we're trying out trying out something new here. Uh, and for this week only, it's going to be a very tame uh, experiment rollout. But what I would like to see happen is, and I will repeat this often, is um let's see here if we could do this people when they ch- chat and put anything in the chat room if you could just include hashtag coffee in any comments that you or in a certain comments do it just once you don't have to keep doing it uh good morning kelly yeah i hear you're supposed to get a lot of snow out there kelly says it's, it's snowing there in kansas city mo where she resides uh so good morning yeah um he's supposed to get some snow this week and some cold winter weather the middle of the country is not done with winter yet well winter's not done with the middle of the country yet anyway uh hashtag coffee if you can uh and i will repeat this several times uh put a comment in the chat 
with hashtag coffee at the end of the two hours we're going to do a contest uh somebody is going to win and this is just rolling us out for today next week we're going to have some real nice prizes today for this week we're going to do the hashtag uh contest every day uh for cds for rocket 45 cds so whoever uh is the winner just put that hashtag coffee in any comments one comment one time <laughs> in the chat room and uh, at the end of the show we're going to do a tally an automatic tally it's going to pick a winner from whoever uh puts that in the the chat so it's great to see you here got some new stuff happening today besides that uh Kiara will be with me to run down what we're calling the happy minute uh, news that is not going to bring you down or make you disappointed or sad about what's going on in the world. Uh, so we'll see that happening uh, around 930 and then again around 1030. Scott Leibowitz, a uh, young comedian from New Jersey, will be with me in the 10 o'clock hour. Looking forward to that. Later on this week, Jackie Martin will be. Will be We'll be returning on Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Got interesting shows lined up for um, the evening broadcast. Uh, Lynn Sally will be with me tonight talking about burlesque, uh, transformative powers of burlesque. Uh, And then uh, tomorrow night, I won't have an evening show. Kelly loves CDs. Hashtag coffee. Thank you for that, Craig. Uh, tomorrow night, I'll be a guest on Dystopia Tonight with John Pavaramo and Tom Banis, and that should be an interesting thing. I'm not used to being a guest. I do it every once in a while on other people's shows, but uh, not my comfort zone, and certainly not um, not all that interesting a guest. Anyway, uh, and then um, on Wednesday evening, um, Dr. Elizabeth Muth, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and Freddie Weaver, uh, Freddie Zentel Weaver, nice name, uh, will be talking about uh, sexuality and how to uh, uh, get the most out of your sex life and <laughs> stimulate your <laughs> stimulate uh, your uh, relationship with better sex. Uh, so it's going to be an interesting week. Uh, more stuff uh, like that following up later in the week uh comedians every day every morning this week as i mentioned jackie martling will be with me on wednesday uh da sidwell will be back with me on thursday morning tomorrow carol johnson uh california uh stand up we haven't had a lot of women comedians on this program so and that's something i i don't know i wouldn't call passionate about something i I, it's a pet project of mine to give more exposure to women it's not like there aren't more women comics out there uh, it's just difficult getting them on the program for me sometimes, so looking forward to that. Um, in the news today, we have truckers uh, in D.C., well, yesterday anyway, uh, protesting nothing, protesting stuff that already is gone, protesting mandates that were lifted over a week ago. Well, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. No, we're making an important point. What important point are you making? Uh, we don't know. Uh, freedom, baby. Freedom. Yeah, that's what we're, we're, we're saying. Freedom to waste your time. Okay. Uh, 
people dressed up in medieval knight outfits, claiming they're part of a crusade. People who are not happy with what's going on in America right now. Um, man, it, it just when you think about that, people just really bitching and moaning about what's going on in America right now. It, it's very disappointing as far as what's going on with the human race. I mean, <laughs> the amount of gratitude or appreciation we have for people who are doing real suffering around the world uh, we think we have it bad. Well, not great. It's not the best of times. I will admit, it's not the best of times. Gas prices here in New York yesterday were four dollars a gallon, over four dollars a gallon. I think that's the first time I've seen that in my lifetime, where I am. I mean, I've seen isolated stations have it over four dollars a gallon in the rich neighborhoods out in the Hamptons. Never seen it at every single station, and it's almost like they're like they're sticking in your face now because it's blinking for and uh premium gas like 479 479 a gallon is <laughs> blinking out there to say yeah big old fuck you <laughs> um funny funny stuff but so but yeah so things are not perfect but uh you look around the world man we have we have very little to complain about when you look about what's happening in the world around us so uh, hopefully, Kiera will have some happy news for us to uh, kind of lighten things up a little bit once she gets here. Uh, what else is happening in the, in the world today? Well, uh, the war is still going on. Uh, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, they're talking about, you know, they called a ceasefire, but Russia said, eh, we're not really ceasefire, and we're just they're saying that to draw people out and kill them. Uh, not a, not a cool thing to do. So a they announced a third attempt at creating uh, corridors for innocent civilians to get out, and then they blow them up. Fucked up. Uh, speaking of fucked up things, former President Trump showed you what kind of person he is yesterday. And if his followers don't get this by now, my God. Yesterday, if you're not, if you don't follow this closely, uh, the former guy, uh, the former big fat slob orange guy, um, basically said what we should do is take the USA emblems off of fighter bombers and put Chinese flags on there and go over and bomb the shit out of Russian convoys and blame it on China. That is his plan. And he, he's, you know, you can say joke, joke, joke. Cause that's his always fallback when he gets caught saying something totally stupid. Uh, just a joke. He was dead serious about this stuff. And he's been dead serious about everything he's always claimed. But just a joke when he gets in trouble. Uh, he hasn't claimed just a joke yet on that. I don't think he has the cognition to realize just how stupid and dangerous that idea, floating that idea out there. But, like, you know, Russia would not be able to put two and two together and figure it out and don't know what, don't know the difference between American planes and, and Chinese planes and all that kind of stuff. But if, at, if anything else, it shows you his uh, insight into his personality and who he is. The deceitful nature of 
uh, of the person who's making that comment should jump to the forefront and you see the low character and uh, what he will do, what he's willing to stoop to, to be perceived as a winner. And that says everything about him. It's a very childish and immature idea to begin with. And I have friends, believe me, I have friends I can call up right now and say, this is what Trump said. And they said, wow, what a great idea. They would say that. And that's why they love him. So you can't get through these people about the idea of basic human decency, character, character matters. Cheating and lying and deceit as a way of life. And when it comes directly from the man, you hear him say it directly out loud, they still can't accept it and still won't refuse to see what they're dealing with. Um, we have some new people coming on board, so I'm going to repeat what I said earlier today. We have some new things going on. It's only 13 minutes in. I'm already repeating stuff. Uh, coffee. Hashtag coffee. Put that in the comments today in the chat room just once we just need to do it you just need to do it once hashtag coffee you're going to be put in and we're just testing out for this week um contest to win and for this week the prize is going to be a uh rock and 45 cd living in the moment a most recent cd that we put out there uh next week we will have some real prizes and coming in i want to say the second week of april I want to be safe. Probably the first week of April. We'll start giving away uh, once a week a weekend vacation uh, package to people using this mechanism. So this is why we're testing out this mechanism. So again, what, what I'm asking you to do is just in the comments, when you leave a comment, just, yeah, hashtag coffee. Chad's got it right. That's exactly what you do. Hashtag coffee. I don't know if the exclamation points are going to throw it off, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I appreciate the effort here and uh, hopefully uh, we'll get this thing working and so by the time the really attractive uh, prizes come in we'll have a very cool uh, promotional thing we could put out there also today at around 9.30 I'm expecting Kiera to come in with our first uh, happy minute Happy Minute, uh, that's her, her title for it. It wasn't my title, but I'm happy with that title of Happy Minute. What it is is news that you're not going to get anyplace else. News that won't necessarily bring you down. Happy, silly, stupid, funny uh, uh, news that just won't um, uh, just won't bring you down. Chad says, I'm highly caffeinated, adding the... Uh, Hashtag can't hurt. It, well, but I'm not sure the mechanism that we have for it. I'm going to see right now. Let's see. Uh, uh, I'm going to check to see if it registered right now. See. Hold on. Let me see here. What is this? Today is March Madness Live. It's... Uh, Yeah, so far we got uh, three entries, it says. So, yes, the, the mechanism works because it's looking like we have. Um, no, it looks like the hashtag, the exclamation points did not hurt a thing. That's right. It's a good test. Uh, 
and it showed that it actually works. As long as you got hashtag coffee in there, uh, you're going to be entered into the contest. So that's a pretty cool thing. It's going to be working. So we'll see how that works out today. And then again, as I said, 9.30, Kiara will be with me to do the happy minute, probably more like happy five five or ten minutes of talking with her. Uh, every half, every hour on the half hour, uh, we're going to be running that for a while and, and seeing how that goes and um, seeing if that adds any value to the program. Um, Scott Leibowitz will be with me, comedian out of New Jersey. Just passed his two-year anniversary in the stand-up comedy world. Um, so he's still a beginner, as I, uh, as I say. But we've t- heard from people over the last couple of weeks who were just in it for two weeks and had already uh, had a full schedule working a lot. And it looks like Scott's one of these guys who's a hustler as well. Uh, he's out there. Um, was in Broadway Comedy Club just last week, I think it was. Um, been around doing a lot of work locally, uh, getting getting to the open mic nights, getting to getting on showcases and uh, shows all over the place, building up a, a resume, getting some experience out there, and understanding. I think he said on his two year comedy anniversary, he only he's only four years away from getting good at it. I don't know. Augie said that when he was with me. Augie Smith said that six years for a comic to get good. I don't know where that came from. Um, but it seems to be a common, I don't know, belief within the stand-up comedy world that it takes six years to get good. They used to say in, in the arts, 10,000 hours of good practice. Good morning, Cat. Uh, Cat, why don't you just put a... a uh, Hashtag coffee in there. I'll explain later again what that's all about. But in the chat room, if if you could just put a hashtag coffee in there, I would I would appreciate that. And uh, maybe you'll get a nice surprise at the end of the program. We'll talk about that again later. I've already talked about it twice, and I know I know I'm a repeater by nature, <laughs> but uh, that's enough repeating for right now. Hashtag coffee. Put that in. Uh, phone lines are open. Four nine six uh six nine <laughs> what is one eight six six four six four. Thank you. There's another coffee in there. Yeah. Phone lines are open. Sixty one four nine six I forget the number myself. Sixty one four nine six six four six four. Um as I mentioned, Jackie Martling will be uh back with me on Wednesday. Uh interesting stuff. A lot of people somebody came up to me on the gig uh uh Friday night, who just wanted to talk about the Jackie interviews that I've had on there. And guy's a stand-up comic, but he's uh, a lot of people are still, and uh, this never really occurred to me until we had this conversation on on Friday night. So many people are still making money on Howard Stern. I've not never been a huge Stern fan. Um, but let me just put it this way. A lot of people are writing him off as irrelevant. You know, he's he's not, and of course he's not what he was in the 90s, the influencer that he was in the 90s. And, and people like Joe Rogan have blown past him in um, terms of relevance. And, and Rogan's not the other one. There's lots of people. Even his former competitors, uh, I would say, um, Anthony Cumia with his uh, compound media, Certainly more influential and stern at this point. But it, how many people are still making big bank 
off of Howard Stern. I can't tell you how many YouTube channels there are that are just completely dedicated to Howard Stern and what went on and replaying clips and all that kind of stuff from his show. And they're still making money off it, big time money. They're getting lots of views. The only person who's not is Jackie Marlin. And he could probably do more than anybody as far as a YouTube channel that is dedicated to making money off the back of Howard Stern. So while Stern has lost a lot of his influence, and I totally agree that he has, um, people is still, if you'll tally up all the revenue that has come from that guy's career, not just his own revenue, but all the um, revenue that comes from tangents and people who uh, so associated with him uh, on some way or another. You know, Stuttering John's got a, a channel that all he does is bash Howard Stern all day. You know, Artie Lang did a lot of that on his podcast. Uh, and his YouTube channel. He's not doing it currently. I think Artie's back in recovery again or something. Um, but so many people, it's not, people who you've never heard of, his cab driver, his limo driver or something, has got a YouTube channel, former limo driver. Lots of people making money still off of Stern. So I'm going to talk to Jackie about that and probably a, a bunch of other things uh what's on your mind today anything interested I- interesting in the uh chat room that people want to talk about other than hashtag coffee of course hashtag coffee is the big uh big thing today <laughs> um and good coffee gotta tell you i'm actually uh reaching out to uh koa today to see if we can get some giveaways for for that for this new um it's not really a new thing it's it's part of um just new for me because i'm testing it out it's this whole hashtag giveaway uh thing that works with the streaming stuff it works in the chat rooms from youtube and facebook and all that stuff so no matter where you are uh all we need you to do is just once is put in hashtag coffee that's the the word for today uh, we'll change it every day the, the actual hashtag uh, will change with each and every broadcast. Uh, and we're just doing this right now as a test uh, for the mechanism, make sure it works okay, get smooth with it, get comfortable with it. And then next week we'll start giving away some uh, better prizes other than the Rockin' 45 CDs that we're going to be giving away this week uh, as part of this test. But um, product. And then eventually, uh, somewhere around the second week of April, once a week, we'll probably be doing um, vacation packages, weekend vacation, getaway uh, vacation packages, something new and exciting, something to tell your friends about, to be part of the program. Weather is starting to get nice here, but I I have a feeling it's going to take a... uh, step backwards especially for a lot of people in the middle of the country here that uh they're supposed to get a winter blast this week listen it's march man it's not officially spring yet for another what's today the seventh another 13 days two weeks of uh winter officially and then you get some lingering into april and all that kind of stuff i remember when i was a kid opening day in baseball was uh the second week of april and we had games the uh, opening day where it snowed in the morning into April here in New York. So um, while we're all like ready, 
ready, more than ready for spring to happen. You know, nature will do what she does when she when she does it. Sometimes you have to just kind of uh, off it. I should say, you have to just kind of let things happen on their own pace and be patient with it, and uh, know that you, you're something beyond your control, and just uh, take it as it comes, as they say. So, um, but I am, I am definitely uh, so sick of New York winters. I just uh, yesterday was I was that's all I had on my mind. Even though it was beautiful out, it was a very spring-like day here. All I'm thinking about is I got to get out of New York. I can't take another winter here. <laughs> I just can't. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty depressing time, winter in New York. And I know some people don't ever get that. Some people actually enjoy the winters in New York. It's like it's time for a new desk here. Might be doing that today. Might do some uh, reconfiguring of the studio. Anyway, in about a half an hour, Scott Liebowitz will be with me um and he's a comedian out of new jersey a young comedian i think he might even still be in school i'm not certain about that but we'll find out when he gets here we're going to hit a million covid uh deaths pretty soon pretty last week we lost a work brother who had been fighting for about a month wow sorry to hear about that wow you know with all the war and stuff and and everything else that's going on in the world the COVID news have definitely taken a, a major backseat. And, uh, you know, the deaths have definitely slowed down, though. You say we're going to hit a million here pretty quick. Um, not all that quick. Not as quick as I thought it was going to be. Uh, definitely thought we'd see we'd seem it quicker than it actually has happened based on the, what where the numbers were maybe six months ago or so. Uh, again, I just want to say this one more time before we get to the happy minute. Uh, coffee. Hashtag coffee. In the chat room. No matter where you are, what, what room you're in. Well, I shouldn't say that. It works with Twitch. It works with YouTube. It works on Facebook. Uh, not sure about the other platforms. Definitely will not work on Twitter. So if you're on in Twitter and you're trying this, um, you're wasting your time. It's not going to work. Uh, LinkedIn, I'm not so sure about. Anyway, what we want you to do is put in hashtag coffee, hashtag coffee, uh, in the comments. All you need to do is just do it just once. You don't need to keep doing it over and over again. Uh, what's going to happen there is, uh, at the end of the somewhere about 10.50, I say, right before we're getting ready to sign off. We're going to run a uh, tally, and that tally will decide who the winner is just based on uh, what was put in the comments. It's kind of a automated contest system that we're trying out. It's new for us here today. Again, uh, looking forward for some really cool prizes with some sponsorships uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. And then by April, we're hoping to parlay that into not hoping to we will be parlaying that into vacation packages weekend getaways as part of the contest so that's why we're testing that out here today uh mentioned we have a new segment we're going to be trying out today it's called the happy minute and uh basically it's news 
that won't bring you down. It won't necessarily make you happy, but it won't bring you down like the mainstream news, like the social media news, like all the crap you get in the world. We have enough crap in our life, and the idea about this is to uh, lighten things up a little bit. So let's try that out now. This is going to be a little tough limit because it's something new for me technically. Let me see if I can do this uh, correctly here. First of all, I want to get my ducks lined up here. Um, see how we do this. Let's do this. And there we are. Good morning, Kiara. It works. Good morning, Matt. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Uh, good. A little hungover, but we'll, we'll make hungover. it. Hungover? <laughs> you were out on a Sunday night drinking? I had a glass of wine. And that leaves you hungover? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Wow. That's cool. Well, yeah. that's the place to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so recover. You went to the Garden Grill last night, did you? I did. And uh, what do you? What What is your uh, five star review? I'd give it a. I'd give it four point five. Four point five. Yeah. Uh, where was the half a star missing? Um, geez, that's a hard question. I mean, I don't want to give anything five stars, you know. Okay. But um, the food was great. I what had did you have? the jewel of the sea. Jewel of the sea, which yeah. is what lobster? No, what? Nah, no. it it was oh. uh, scallops. <laughs> Mussels, um, over linguine. Oh, I, I, nice. I don't know. I mean, and then I had a, a nice glass of uh, white wine, and um, I brought the baby with me, so it was a little hard to fully enjoy myself. Maybe that's maybe that's where the the half a star. Oh is, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so, and it has the baby now. Where is he? He's uh, he's being subdued in the other room. Uh, can we count on that? For, or we're going to have lots of baby interruptions with this thing. No, he's going to be all right. He'll be all right. All right, cool. So you, you got some uh, happy news for us? Well, a little bit, yeah. I have a couple articles. Um, let's, let's try one. Okay. So uh, according to APNews.com, the Batman screening features a guest appearance, a real bat. So really? let's read about that. Yeah. In Austin, Texas, moviegoers in Austin, Texas, got to see more than one type of bat during the screening of the Batman this weekend. An actual bat was spotted swooping around inside the theater, putting the movie on pause while management called animal control and tried unsuccessfully to get the critter out. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you think that was done uh, like as a promotional gag, like a, a stunt or something? or? I'm not sure, Matt. I'm not <laughs> sure. Pretty, but uh pretty yeah. weird. I would freak out. I would freak out. I don't like bats. I don't like lizards. I don't like snakes. We have a lady who uh is in the chat room every day or or normally she has she's a, a snake and lizard lady. They kind of mm. freak me out. What do you mm. what, you like uh, those kind of animals? I don't mind them. You know? Nah. Well, not really. Really? Wow. Uh, well, that that's an interesting story. You know, Austin, uh, are you uh, familiar with what's going on in Austin? Because it's like this mass migration of comedians since Joe Rogan has uh, gone to Austin. So uh, it, Austin was a music hub for 30 years or so. A lot right. of people go there, you know, South by Southwest. But now that Rogan went there and is opening up a comedy club, uh, uh, it's been a lot of a lot of comedians that followed him out there. In and Texas? A lot of, yeah, well, 
Austin, Texas is, is kind of the hub for comedy right now. Where oh. all I, so, I don't know. I don't know anything. So that might have something to do with that, <laughs> that bat. We, you know something, you know, about bats in, in the Batman uh, movie. So that you know something. Don't say you don't know anything. Well, I'm a personal Batman fan. I mean, Batman's my favorite superhero, so I have to know. So, but there's been a lot of controversy about this movie, right? Yes. What what what's that about? Well, I found um, I found a review. Okay, let me find out. Um, so I heard that it was a little dark, and it wasn't really a Batman movie, according to uh, this site that I have here. I'll read a little excerpt. You've seen uh, loads of Batman movies, but you still need to steal yourself for the darkest dark night yet. Starring Robert Pattinson as DC's Cape Crusader, 2022's new movie, The Batman, is out now, only in theaters. Uh, from its horror movie opening to the teasing final credits, it's an intense, apocalyptic, cinematic experience. So, wow. Are you going to uh, go see it in the theater, or are you going to wait for it to come to streaming services? I'm going to see it in the theater. Yeah. I will. Now, this Robert Pattinson guy, he's uh, he was... I remember seeing him like at least ten years ago in a movie about nine uh, eleven. So mm -hmm. he's not a kid. He's kind of he's got to be in his thirties at least, right? Or, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw him in uh, the Lighthouse a couple years ago. It was the weirdest movie I've ever seen. So, uh, what do, what do you think about him as Batman? Because there've been a lot of Batman to you. <sighs> um, I wasn't too happy, but we'll see if he can surprise me. Who's your I, favorite Batman? Christian Bale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was he was really good. Um, I also liked uh, oh, the Tim Burton ones were great. With the, he had I think three different Batmans, and um, they were all cool. I liked them. I liked uh, Adam West as well. I, I mean, I liked them all. Adam West. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was the greatest. So. It, it, well, he said he never had to uh, describe and tell people he was Batman, and people knew he was Batman right away. He was just called batman people just understood that so he's i guess and so but he was just a terrible actor i, I mean, mean the tights the tights said it all i mean he put on the tights he knew he had he had a dad bod though that big soft belly he did <laughs> he did but it was great <laughs> well uh how do you think this segment went uh for our first segment uh, segment of happy happy uh minute here I think it went well. I had a I had a couple more. They were a little morbid, so I'm glad we didn't get to them. Um, well, but I'll bring them back in the next segment at ten thirty. I guess. I guess. Okay. Do people really want to hear that, or should I should I find something else? I mean, whatever whatever you want to whatever you want to do. Okay. You're, you're the executive producer of this segment. Wow. <laughs> I am honored. All right. Well, cool. Go uh, have some fun for an hour. We'll see you in an hour from now. I will. Take All care. Right. Oops. How can I do this? There we go. We're not playing the the, the bit. Oh, you know why? Because I put the wrong button. That's how it ends. Man, for some reason, I'm, again... I'm just working out the bugs here on this stuff, but uh, that's what the happy minute is going to be. I uh, hope you enjoyed that segment. We're, we'll be back with some more happy news in about an hour. Good morning, Michael. Thanks for putting uh, hashtag coffee in there. Um, 
I understand you have a new podcast um, launching called The Moment uh, next week. Is it launched yet or launching next week, I think, uh, next Monday? Um, anyway, um, Tommy Chong going to be the first guest there. I am looking forward to that. I believe if I have my facts right, if I don't, please feel uh, free to correct me on this. Um, the Moment is kind of um what our prize is for uh the coffee hashtag thing today it's the rockin 45 cd living in the moment uh our most recent release which is just something we are using as the prize for uh this week as a test um a test for our contest giveaway hashtag system getting a little warm in here i might have to stop take some clothes off i don't have any heat on and it's getting warm in here oh it's looking like a uh a good thing these nuts is not gonna work i don't think these nuts with a hashtag is going to do anything uh to uh affect let's see what we got here we have five entries so far <laughs> we need more entries get on that uh yeah um I don't know about, uh, about the turning the phone sideways thing because what we've what we've had uh, when I've done that, and I, I agree that it should be uh, it makes a better picture. But we when we've done that, sometimes after it's already, and especially with iPhones for some reason, or if it's got some kind of lock on it, it can just set the whole thing into chaos, flipping things sideways, upside down, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but we'll, we'll kind of work that out after the show and maybe uh, get something back. I think she was using a laptop as well, which would really make that camera stuff a little a little um, confusing. Like, why would it be uh, portrait instead of landscape using a laptop? Unless you have your entire laptop <laughs> sideways. Anyway, uh it's yeah, it's a big moment. Uh, is yeah, is it today's Monday or next week's Monday? I think it's next week's Monday, right? Yeah, next Monday. Anyway, later uh, in this week, we will have Jackie Martling back on uh, Wednesday. Looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, tonight, his the transformation, transformative uh, power of burlesque will be my subject with uh, Lynn Daly, who will be on the program at Mind Dog TV podcast tonight. That should be an interesting stuff. I'm using burlesque as a therapy or as a transformer, transformative um, modality. I don't want to call it necessarily therapy, but a, a uh, catalyst for change in your life. Uh, it should be an interesting thing. Um, at 20 minutes from now, we will be having Scott Leibowitz, who is a New Jersey comedian, join me. Um, guy who's been at it for two years and a month. Uh, so next Monday is Michael's big, uh, big debut of the moment. Um, and do you only do that on Facebook or is that on YouTube as well and, and other platforms, Mike? You can let us know about that. Uh, put in hashtag coffee. Uh, for your chance to win today. What else is going on in the world, folks? Well, I'll tell you what's not going on in the world, and I kind of opened the program with this. March Madness. March Madness, man. Where is it? I'm not seeing it. And I know it got pushed back a little bit. Uh, 
but I'm not seeing any basketball news at all trending on social media on any of the platforms. Been on Twitter, been on Facebook, been on Instagram, been on, all around. I'm not on like Snapchat or any of those kitty stuff or TikTok. Uh, kitty, kitty app. I, I am on TikTok, but I don't really go there. Uh, Kelly says, good morning, everyone. I think my model is about to crap out. Uh, I had a reloaded for chat to show lucky i'm getting a new one today i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> uh let me read that one more time i think my model is about to crap out model model phone laptop modem modem is about to crap out there you go had it reloaded for chat to show Lucky I'm uh, getting a new one. To, oh, you're getting a new one today. Well, that's good. Modem. Modem, madame. FaceTime, or Facebook Live and YouTube is where you'll see a live stream of consciousness. I got a whole bunch of... Missy Hatfield has uh, apparently retired. She was uh, the uh, consciousness uh, connection publicist so she she was a person who was getting or was putting all um the new age people and consciousness and awareness people getting me all those guests she has retired but her uh person who she's taken over from uh for her has sending me lots and lots of uh guests new authors with books out about the subjects that you cover i will be sending that to you today i think you should uh definitely make that connection whether you end up using any of her guests or not just, I think it would probably, uh, probably behoove you to kind of make that relationship uh, because, again, she's just constantly having interesting people sending me away. Now, I'm kind of backing off of a lot of that stuff. Uh, I think after 400, almost 400 author interviews kind of run its course with me, and I'm looking to expand this program. Uh, eventually to four hours, probably started an hour earlier and go an hour later and then lose the nighttime program all together. And that's what, that's what we're kind of working out some new, getting some new blood in here, adding some new, um, new features, new segments and stuff. Uh, and, and so, uh, that's where I'm trying to go right now. I, I'm still getting so many requests for the evening program for, I guess, I guess somewhere along the line, some authors have said, well, Matt Napo is a really cool uh, Mind Dog TV podcast. It's a good place to um, promote your books and great conversations. And so still getting lots and lots of uh, interest in that. Just my interest is when I get bored easily. And after you know several years of doing it now, like three years of doing it, whatever it is, um, just uh, I'm not all that juiced up about it anymore. I mean, this week is a good week. And Thursday uh, would be a, a good week for people who are interested in live stream of consciousness. Um, Stephen G. Post, who is a doctor over uh, at... Um, Stony Brook University, my place where I used to work, and uh, uh, and he's a, he's a doctor there. He's going to be with me on Thursday to talk about his book, which talks a lot about um, about consciousness and about all that kind of stuff. Um, 
Oh, oh, can't get his laptop. Oh, Scott is trying to connect. Can't get his laptop to uh, connect using using. Hold on, I'm trying to work with a guest here. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Let me send them directions again. Having some trouble connecting. My guest is having a little trouble connecting. Hold on, let's see here. Not there. Okay, stop ringing the bell, please. Oh, I didn't need to do this, did I? No, I didn't. Let's see. Let's see if I do this. Let's see. Excuse me for a minute. I should probably run an ad while I, I do this uh, because I can't type and talk at the same time. Anyway, he's trying to connect right now. We'll find out. He'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll work it out. Just sent him some help. Uh, anyway, where was it? Oh, yeah. Um, Stony Brook, you're an alum? Wow. Wow. Right around the corner from me, cat. Well... Um, I actually, uh, uh, worked in the pathology department there in, in the, uh, in the hospital in the, uh, you know, medical university, uh, worked there for several years as a, uh, research scientist in pathology. Um, Chad said after, uh, day drinking and watching NASCAR yesterday, I'm struggling for consciousness. (laughs) Well, this is, um consciousness what is it what is you know because i think it was mike who posted something on facebook about somebody defining consciousness yes and it seemed to me that they were defining consciousness as awareness but i think it's more than that uh but you know this is the struggle that people use that word all the time and there is no no definition that is agreed upon by everybody of what consciousness means. It's like God, you know, we can talk about God all we want, but if we're not using the word to mean the same thing, uh, then it's a meaningless word. People just, you know, use words as they, the meaning they attach to them, not considering the uh, attach, uh, attachment that other people have. Uh, here Kat says, I got my BA in psychology there. I see uh, Scott is still trying to connect. Device is not connected. Look at the bottom where it says settings. Scott, if you can hear me at all, where it says set, there's a little tool thing that says settings, and you can choose uh, your mic and your cam with that, if you can hear me. Uh, hopefully, we'll get through with through them on this. Obviously, uh, it's not as simple as I, I think it is for for uh, a lot of people. Well, I shouldn't say that. We've we've had some you know pretty easy success with this kind of stuff uh, for several years now. But every once in a while, we get somebody who uh, has an uh, issue connecting, and that's that's to be expected. Uh, it's not. I guess it's not second nature, right? Whatever. I'm going to have to take a break and get some fresh coffee in a minute anyway. And Scott was a little bit early. hope he gets his uh, devices connected. And we'll see if we can get that worked out again. Uh, that's scheduled for the 10 a.m. Uh, time time slot. Uh, and then uh, we'll be back with another happy minute around 1030. 
Uh, so I hope you stick with us till then. Um, so again, running down the uh, the calendar this week. Mornings we have Scott Leibowitz this morning. Hopefully we'll we'll get him. Carol Johnson tomorrow. Wednesday, uh, Jackie Martling. Uh, Thursday, D.A. Sidwell will be back with me. Uh, just off of some stuff. Supposed to have uh, somebody else on Thursday, but I think they've been canceled or if not. I would help them want to be canceled. And then tra- Trent Babb uh, on Friday. Trent Babb uh, kind of probably one of the more established comedians that we've had on the last couple of weeks. For the nighttime program, uh, Lynn Sally will be with me tonight talking about transformative process uh, of burlesque. Then tomorrow night, I'm not doing a Mind Dog TV podcast. I will be a guest on Dystopia tonight. I hope some people will check that out. Uh, Come and support them while I am their guest. Now, here's the thing. Dystopia tonight, John Pavaramo and Tom Bannis generally have some of the best guests of any podcast out there consistently, day in and day night. And, And they're doing what I was doing for the first couple of years when I started this thing. It's just going hog wild and doing uh, quantity, like doing two or three shows a day. I'm still doing two shows a day. <laughs> but I was doing two or three shows a day for seven days a week. It seems like that's what they're doing. They're doing uh, whenever they can get a guest on and they can get, it seems they can get a lot of great guests consistently. So they've had all these great guests on and, I believe this week, uh, I should check it out. I should check the schedule before I say this. But I think this week they're going to have Stanhope on. And I think they're also going to have Profenda on. And me in the middle of that. Or me maybe possibly at the beginning of that. I'm not sure. But it's just, it's weird. Like, you know what? Um, You're having some really great guests on. They've had, you know, I can go down the name of really interesting comedians, musicians, uh, actors, playwrights had some great great guests on and then me and i could see and it's not listen i've said this before and i hate to sound like i'm bashing them because i'm not but when i go on their facebook page and and see them live and they have like christopher titus on and i'm watching christopher titus on dystopia tonight and i see up in the corner where it says one viewer watching well that's me that's that's a damn shame you're getting quality guests all the time, and I'm the I'm the one guest watching. I'm the one viewer. That's not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. I'm sure some of my Facebook pages have that on it today. Let me see. Uh, I know we have uh, people in various different chat rooms. Yeah, I have one uh, one of the Facebook pages that only has one viewer on now. So somebody looking at that could be thinking the same thing about this program that I do about that program. Anyway. I'll be on there tomorrow uh, uh, tomorrow evening. And then um, Wednesday, as I mentioned, uh, on Wednesday. Oh, Andrew and Andy Andrews is the one on one of uh, uh, on the Matt Napo Facebook page. Andy is the one guy over there. Or is he on Mind Dog TV? Because it looks like Mind Dog TV also has uh, just one viewer right now. Anyway. Uh, Wednesday uh, evening, Dr. Elizabeth Muth, it looks like meth, but it's Muth, 
And Freddie uh, Zentai Weaver will be talking about um, enhancing your sex life. Here's the thing about this. If you've seen the promo picture, and uh, it just struck me because how far we've come. You know, we think about we think about the world as, as kind of not improving, not progressing at all. But if you see the promo picture for Wednesday night, uh, my Wednesday night program, it's about sexuality, and there's a very, very white woman next to a very black man, <laughs> and you know, basically teaching the world about how to make their sex life better. Now, when I was a kid, even when I was a young man, that kind, just that image, would have set the world on fire with controversy and bullshit because of the implications of uh, interracial uh, romance, interracial sexuality, and all that kind of stuff. Um, looks like Scott's still struggling to try to get connected back there. Um, so I can't bring him in just yet until he gets his stuff connected. Uh, if you're <clears throat> so inclined and would love to win something today, or at least help us figure out um, the workings of this uh, whole contest thing, please put in the chat room, hashtag coffee. If you've already done it, you don't need to do it again. If you uh, if you haven't done it yet, just put that in there, hashtag coffee in any of the chats. Appreciate that to see how uh, we can get this thing working. I want to make sure it works as we expect it to work. Uh, everywhere we can get it to work. So if you could do that for me, I would appreciate it. And then uh, you're going to win this week. We're just giving away Rockin' 45 CDs. But uh, we have some really cool program uh, prizes and stuff hooked up for future for this. And this is why we're testing it out to make sure it works as described uh, moving forward. I'm going to, I'm going to have to run now. I got to run. Now I'm going to have to run. Facebook Live videos perplex me. I can't figure it out. YouTube works fine. Really? Facebook Live? I mean, basically, you just click on it and it plays. I don't get it. I don't even, yeah, I don't think you have to have a Facebook account to watch on Facebook. I don't think you have to do that. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I can do it when I'm logged in or not logged in. So, uh, no, not a CD player. No, no. Uh, that would be antiquated. If you don't have a CD player, then we uh, we can uh, you let me know, and we'll we'll send you a downloadable uh, a thumb drive with all the MP3s on it. <laughs> if people don't have CD players, we can do that. The album is in MP3 format and downloadable format too, so we could do that. Uh, yeah, I forgot all about that. That a lot of people don't even have CD players. Yeah, but it makes a good coaster. That's uh, the other thing. You can put your drink on it, nice coaster, whatever. I'm going to have to run, as I mentioned, to get another cup of coffee. It doesn't look like Scott's having any luck connecting back there, so I may have to, an hour of talking to do by myself here. So I'm definitely going to need some more coffee. So I, at this point, I guess I should tell you that uh, we are brought to you by Koa Coffee. Koa Coffee is the uh, best coffee in the United States of America, as uh, decided by Forbes magazine. and they, has Forbes magazine ever been wrong about anything? Uh, probably, yeah. 
probably a lot. But anyway, uh, I think they got this one right because Koa coffee is the best coffee I've ever uh, tasted. And uh, as you can tell, it got me awake on a Monday morning. So it can't be uh, can't be bad. Koa coffee grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano in Hawaii, handpicked and delivered with aloha. It's like with shalom, aloha and shalom. You get like a Jewish Hawaiian guy come to your door with the beans and says, Aloha, Shalom, here's your coffee. Um, Koa Coffee, get yours today. I'm going to take the headphones off and make a run. This episode is brought to you by Koa Coffee. If you're a coffee connoisseur and want to experience the best coffee Hawaii has to offer, no blends, no compromise, try the true taste of Aloha. Koa Coffee produces premium Hawaiian coffee. Handpicked, expertly roasted, and delivered from Hawaii to your door with aloha. From award-winning 100% Kona coffee grown on the slopes of the Mauna Loa volcano to the unique mocha beans of Maui, they strive to provide their loyal customers with the best quality and freshness. Since 1997, Koa Coffee has been known far and wide as a product of utmost quality, and their awards prove it. Koa Coffee was featured in Forbes' Top 10 Coffees of the World. This is the coffee Forbes called the best coffee in America. Find out what it's all about. Go to minddogtv.com slash coffee. Yeah, I'm going to have to, um, good morning, I'm back, yes, I did make it back to the seat in time with some fresh coffee, Scott's having some troubles getting uh, connected here, <laughs> you know what, I'm going to play a music video while I see, think if I can help him out a little bit, I'm going to try it, because he's on Facebook in the instant messaging, so I'm going to try to uh, play a Please bear with us while I play a, a uh, song and um, go try to help him out and see if I can't help him get it connected. So this is called, let's see, what will we go with? We'll go with Church on Sunday, a Rockin' 45's uh, original. I performed at Hurricane Harry's Honey, Fabulous Nautical Mile. Oh. 
Sure. Looks like Scott found his uh, connectivity in there, and we're going to be bringing him in just in a moment. Just on that song, that uh, ah, so so Chad has found his way uh, into um, Facebook. Uh, glad you got it working for you. I don't know what what the challenge was, but uh, good morning, Paul. Good to see you there. Great picture from memories you posted this morning, by the way. It almost looks like you belong on the wall with Johnny and uh, Elvis and. Uh, and Jerry Lee and all that stuff in that photo you posted this morning. Just on that uh, song I just played, Church on Sunday, that actually got us banned from a church. Uh, we played every year we played this uh, feast, Italian feast that happened on a church grounds, uh, Our Lady of Assumption in Copaig, New York. And uh, we played that song. For some reason, we, first of all, we, we right before it, we played a cover of uh, Beatles, um, bow to john and yoko and the priests were not happy about that because as you know the way things are going they're going to crucify me does not necessarily um resonate with catholic priests as fun times (laughs) but for some reason and don't i think it was mikey's idea let's play church on sunday and so we did as that song you just heard and the raise hell part of it uh, got us banned from the fe- playing the feast again for 10 years until the guy who ran it died. And then we got back there just before COVID. We played, uh, I think, two or three years in a row right before COVID hit. And then they haven't had it in the last couple of years. So, But we're hoping to be back there again this year. Oh, I lost Scott. He was back with us. And now he's gone. Oh, 
There he is. Uh, I should just bring him in before we lose him again. Scott Leibowitz is here. Scott is a, uh, I want to say young. He doesn't look all that young. Uh, comedian from uh, New Jersey, which might as well be New York. Let's face it. New Jersey and New York kind of like, you know, brother and sister in some incestuous comedic kind of way and musical kind of way anyway uh ladies and gentlemen open your ears open your minds and help me welcome scott Leibowitz to coffee with the dog scott welcome hey how are you i'm i'm well so you had some difficulty connecting did you yeah i don't know uh i don't know what happened my laptop just wouldn't uh connect my computer my uh audio and my camera to safari so i'm i'm using my phone right now but i figured oh, well, it out so <laughs> the phone works you know what can you turn it sideways no, you can't. Oh, yeah, you can. That's even better. See that? Uh, we uh, Kiara had that this morning, but I was reluctant to even ask her to turn it sideways because uh, generally sometimes that screwed us up. So anyway, thanks for for making it through and good to have you here. Um, thanks for thanks for having me. This is uh, this is cool. So uh, I saw you were at um, Broadway Comedy Club recently. Yes, with uh, Victoria. Yeah, that was uh, that was like a month ago, I think. Um... That was my first time at Broadway. That was uh, that was a fun show. She runs those showcases there a lot. So uh, I I saw some of the video from that. Very very cool stuff. Now, uh, was was uh, have you known her a while, or did you just get to know her through that showcase thing? Because she's been a guest. She was one of my first guests on this program years and years ago. I mean, many years ago. Do you know her? Well, no, I uh, I, I kind of just I kind of just uh, know her through um, like the different Facebook comedy groups and things like that, and um, I know her through Instagram. Uh, we followed each other on Instagram a long time ago, but I guess uh, I never put two and two together. And then I saw one time she was looking for comics, and I said, "Hey, uh, let me come by," and you know we uh, connected from there. Right. So I noticed on your Facebook thing that like sometime in February which is just a month ago now, you said, uh, this is my two-year anniversary, only four years before I get good, which kind of, um, because I've talked to several comics, and Augie Smith, who I had on just about a week ago, 10 days ago, mentioned to me, they say it takes six years to get good in as a comedian. Where did that come from? Because I'd never heard that before until two weeks ago, and then it seems to be like you've heard it too, because you say, oh, a two-year anniversary, only four more till I get good. Where did? What is that all about? You know what? To be completely honest with you, I'm not really sure where it came from either. <laughs> um, that's just kind of what people say, right? And I mean, it it sounds right. Um, well, it you depends. So it depends on how often you're working, how much you get out there, because you could put it six years doing one open mic a month and not get much sure. better. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it definitely comes down to how much you're writing and how much uh, how much material you're putting out. But I think that comes from like whole, the whole thing with comedy is it takes a long time to like find your voice. Right. You know, you uh, you figure out pretty quickly your point of view on things, and you know, you you figure out what kind of comic you want to be, what kind of jokes you want to tell. But the way in which you structure them and say them and make it feel like how you like like feel like how you actually would speak to you know, your friends, right? You know, that's what, that's what takes a while. Right. Uh, so it, how do you work on that? Do you uh, just time and it's just putting in the time? Is that all, all it takes? I mean, cause it doesn't, yeah, seem, I mean, it doesn't seem like something you can consciously work on saying I'm, I'm developing my voice. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, it comes, it comes from practice. It comes from getting up on open mics, getting up in shows. Um, a lot of it I, I probably comes from like bombing on stage, you know? Yeah. Um, have you, ha have you done much of that? Oh, of course. Well, of course. I mean, it's not necessarily because I know people who, um, and it's good to, that you have, I think. But I've known people who, who, when they start out, don't experience enough bombing to begin with and get a, a unrealistic picture of it's going to be easy. Uh, they, you know, it takes a while. And then the first bomb, if you if you go too long without experiencing that, the first one can be devastating. So it's always something I'm interested in. Do you have any really, really bad ones that uh, have scored well, in any way? Yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. So the first open mic I ever, the first time I ever did comedy, the first open mic I ever did, I actually did okay. Like I didn't bomb. Part of that, I, I believe, is probably just, you know, the audience being nice because it was my first time. Um, so I was probably getting some courtesy laps. Um, and then the, a few times after that, I just couldn't put a joke together. A recent bomb, uh, and it was bad. Um, I did a Valentine's Day show uh, in Brooklyn, and I'm an idiot. And I and I, I've done it like the weeks before that. I did a couple of really good shows, so I was like, you know what? Let's see if I could just do a, this five minutes of all new stuff. Um, it's Valentine's Day, so I wanted to do some Valentine's jokes. I wanted to um, get a couple new jokes about uh, my girlfriend in there, and. It was a huge mistake. the The jokes worked, but I couldn't remember them. <laughs> you know, so like ev like every every few lines, I had to check my phone because you you have to practice saying it. So it's I just couldn't remember what the hell I was trying to talk about. Wow. So 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 every few lines, I'd have to go back to my phone, and I'd be like. Uh, hang on guys i'm just don't worry i'm just cheating on my girlfriend or hang on i have to buy drugs like i was just trying to like make it funny to have a reason i was looking at my phone but it was just <laughs> it was really bad i should not have done that and that was a learning experience for sure a learning learning experience yeah uh so how uh how long have you uh had this in your mind now i know you've only been doing it two years but was, was it something you always wanted to do your whole life and just uh uh, took some, I guess, a kick in the ass to get started, or was it something that you just thought of? Uh, because you know, some people start out by on a dare. Somebody just dares them to go up on an open mic night, and then they discover they love it. Other people think about it from the time they're very young, thinking, "I want to do that when I get." What What's your story? With how did it come? To so, you? so comedy is definitely something I've been interested in for a long time. Uh, my first comedy show, I went to see Larry the Cable Guy in Atlantic City, um, and I was, I think, 10, and I was like, I'm going to do this one day. And it's funny, and like after that, um, like growing up and like through high school, like anytime I thought of something funny, I would, I would put it, I'd like write it down or, uh, you know, put it in a note in my phone. And the running joke in my house was, um, hey, Scott, add it to your act. But the fun, so I just had jokes, but the funny thing was I never had an act because I never did comedy. So, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'll put it in my act. And then one day, a friend a friend from work uh, was going to an open mic, and he asked if I wanted to come. And I said, yeah, I'd love to see what it's like. I was not planning on going up, um, but I saw just person after person after person just doing it. And I was like, now's my shot. 
like I've been wanting to do this forever. Um, you know, it's time to give it a shot. I got up on stage and like I said, I did okay, but I think it was mostly uh courtesy laughs. Right. But I felt but I fell in love with it. Even even the fake laughs, the it's such a rush getting getting a writing a joke and then having other people laugh at it is such like an an affirming feeling it's awesome yeah cool uh so uh, you mentioned larry the cable guy now the guy i had on friday uh, mentioned him as a an influence is he still an influence for you or have you uh moved on to other influential comics who who kind of uh um guide your sensibility in comedy um he's definitely I, i wouldn't say he's uh he's one of my influences anymore. I mean, he, he's funny, obviously he's great. He's one of the best ever, but, um, you know, my, my influences are, um, definitely Mark. I love Mark Norman. Oh um, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I love, I love Mark Norman. I, uh, I love, I, I love all the New York, all the New York comics. Sam Morell's great. Uh, Jesse Kearson's good. Jessica Kearson's good. Um, you know, Bill, Bill Burr's unbelievable. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but but the my the first uh comedian who i saw you know in my adult life uh since i started doing it that i that really influenced me and has an has an impact on how i try to write jokes is probably john mulaney john mulaney just hosted saturday night live like a week ago right yeah um we funny his name has come up a lot in this program lately jt haberstadt was on the program and we were talking about how the general public, if you're not a hardcore comedy fan, you may know, not know some of the stars of comedy today, which is very different from, say, movies or music and all. Because even if you're not a fan of modern music, you've heard of Kanye West, you've heard of Ariana Grande, or, or, you know, you know Taylor Swift, you know those people. In comedy, yeah. you might not know the stars if you're not a hardcore comedy fan. And uh, John's name comes up a lot in that conversation like if you're not a and i guess now that he's done saturday night live maybe that will change to some extent but that's just an, an interesting thing that his name has come up uh, a lot in this program now as so uh, uh, to your approach to writing are you a disciplined guy do you like sit down and write do you make a time every day to say i'm going to sit down and write comedy or are you kind of just like one of those people who when a funny idea comes to you you're going to try to develop that um to be honest i wish i I could sit down and write like that's uh, I mean, I've, I've done it. I do it on occasion. But to be honest, most of the time, uh, most of my jokes just come when I'm driving just in the car, um, thinking about, you know, nothing. And then just something funny pops into my head. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty much the story. Most of the time, like just sitting on the couch watching TV, just anytime I'm not thinking about comedy seems to be uh, when most of my jokes come. <laughs> and and I've li- and I've watched a bunch of videos of all different comics talk about how they write and how they come up with jokes and all these things, and I've tried every single method. I just, you know, it I, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to just sit and write, and I'm definitely not that kind of person. No, I know, and it, yeah, and I I think you can develop that kind of discipline, but I've never had it. And I, uh, as far as discipline, I'm like the worst most undisciplined person whoever yeah, lives. Me too. it's it's really difficult are you still in school uh yeah i uh actually just uh went back to school recently um i'm uh i'm a i'm an education major now that's interesting uh because 
this part uh, com, uh, conversation has come up a lot with comedians too, and uh, an actress uh, Naomi Grossman, who was uh, in one of the FX, she's known as Pepper on one of the FX series now. I forget the name of the, the series now, but anyway, we were talking about um, the idea of having a fallback uh, because, uh, and sometimes it can be uh, a negative thing of like. They, they say, you know, you tell your parents you're going to become a performer. They'll say, well, that's nice. We'll support you, but you have to have something to fall back on. Right. <laughs> and now it seems like uh, you've, already, you've already decided that you love comedy, but education major probably means that in case it doesn't work out, you want, you're going to end up being a teacher. Uh, now, part of my thinking on that is that if you have a fallback, you're more likely to fall back. <laughs> what what is your take on that? Are you are you committed to being a stand up comedy? Are you are you certain that that's the life for you? Uh, and if not, uh, if if so, why the fallback? I I would love to make a career out of comedy. Uh, that would be that's the dream. That's the goal. Um, you know, I do everything I can to you know get to that point, but. Until that happens, right. I need to make money. You know what I mean? I yeah, need no. To eat. But you could make um, you could make money driving an Uber or a DoorDash. Well, or... Right, and and and, and 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 I'm a bartender right now. So okay, like, so, there you go. So, I, so, I, so I so I have I have a job, and you know, I've, um, and comedy is just kind of it's more than a hobby. Yeah. Um, it's I don't know what to call it. It's definitely not a hobby. I guess it's not a job because I don't get paid for it. But it's definitely uh, a passion, that's for sure. And it's uh, it's a dream. I like I said, I would I would love to make it my career. Um, but obviously, it's tough. There's so many great comedians that aren't even discovered. Yet. Like you know, it's it's hard. Well, so the fallback I, I, plan. I, it, it was never really a fallback plan. I also growing up always wanted to be a teacher. So yeah. you know, this is just something that. I'm doing because I always wanted to do that too. But if if I had the opportunity to do comedy, I'd say I'm never going to fucking look at a school again. Right. Well, I think you do have an opportunity to do comedy now because here's here's the thing, and you said a lot of good things in there. Um, first of all, having done this and having interviewed lots and lots of comedians, there are some who are very successful who are not necessarily that good. And I, I don't. Uh, that's I know it's a subjective thing and it's a judgmental. Eric thing. Andre, uh, huh? <laughs> Eric Andre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there there are lots and lots of people who are making good livings at it, putting kids through school, buying houses, uh, having good lives as a successful comedian without necessarily being Bill Burr or, or any, even being that good. I mean, not, never mind not being top of the game. Um, they're just journeyman comedians who are not necessarily that great, not killing it, uh, but they right. work and they do well. They do well. And, and I'm not judging those people. I'm just saying that the opportunity to, to present it as a life is always there. I, I think I, I I say that to musicians too. I you've never heard of me as a musician, but I I bought a house. I I bought three houses, put three kids to school. Uh, yeah. I had a very very successful life as a musician. So, <laughs> and never that good. Not not blessed with a whole lot of talent. Uh, just worked hard at it and wanted to do it. So there's that. 
I don't know if that's necessarily as satisfying as being great, though. You know, I, if I if hey, I I'll, listen, I'll I'll take not being that good and still making a living. That works for me. Yeah, and and that's what I've said and told myself my whole life. But I'm already say, not that good and not making a living. So <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I told myself. But <laughs> if, I, if I'm being completely honest. I traded all for being great for one year or being great for six months. You know, just achieving greatness somewhere along the line. I definitely would uh, trade a lifetime of being in the uh, life and doing it as a profession for six months to a year of doing it at the top level and being recognized as great at it. But I wasn't born with all that much talent. As I said, it was a lot of hard work for me. Um, so at being a bartender, that is almost like you get to, or I'm, maybe I'm I'm just assuming, but I'm thinking you get to practice a lot your stand-up stuff as a bartender, no? You know what's funny? People say that to me all the time. And I guess, in a way, it's kind of true because my coworkers, um, my coworkers all love that I do comedy, but uh, no customer has ever given a shit in my once so, <laughs> you don't get more tips for being funny no really i'm no, cause I mostly walk around I mostly walk around with a bad attitude so well yeah <laughs> uh wait where do you work in jersey yeah the bartender yeah it's called uh it's called 54 main bar and grill in uh, madison nice well you know uh Jersey, I mentioned that Jersey might as well be New York, but it's different in the fact that you have these little cities there that, um, you know, in New York, we don't call them cities. We just call them towns. Right. <laughs> it's a little weird, a little bit different. So um, the New York comedy scene, and first of all, I got to say, you uh, going back to Victoria, would definitely be good to become more of a friend to her because she does put on a lot of shows and you, those people that you mentioned, all those people, she's put on shows where those people have been headlined. So if you ingratiate yourself to her and you do well with her, your opportunities for being an opener for a lot of those guys or just learning from them and being around them increases a lot. So I, I would say right. she's very political. Are you political? No. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not at all. Politics in this day and age can be really a tricky thing. If it can be really good and you can do it without necessarily polarizing people, if you're good at it, if you understand how to work a room. But there are too many people who at this point um, are just polarizing and don't know how to do it well enough to, to like George Collin could have done politics in this day and age because he could do it with a, a without pissing off people that were necessary were of a different uh political persuasion from him he could make his points without get, making people angry and hating him but a lot right. of people who want to do polit political comedy today don't have that skill or that uh you know the experience that it takes to kind of develop that and end up uh playing to half the room and happening half the room pissed off and hating them so it's good i guess it's good to stay away from that until you have more experience in it um i saw a documentary this weekend uh called can we take a joke and it's all about like the whole i don't want to call it cancel culture anymore because i'm just sick of that term but it's uh this whole idea about comedy being scrutinized in such a way that 
Um, people get are looking for things to get angry at. Have you experienced any of that uh, in in any of your experience in two years now yet? To where where you've told the joke that you thought might have been harmless, and then somebody got offended by it, and you had to hear about it afterwards. Yeah. So um, it's fun. so so I'm Jewish, like most comics are. And so I do a lot of, uh, you know, right away. Jewish... Now that's going to be a controversial statement. <laughs> I'm Jewish, like most comics. Of course we will. Um, <laughs> Somebody... so, I do, so I do a lot of like Jewish. Uh, I, I, do... <laughs> I do. I do. I do a lot of Jewish uh, jokes about, um, you know, growing up. Um, there weren't a lot of Jewish kids in my town, so it was mostly just me. So I do. So I talk about that, and then I'm also sober, and I, and I made a joke, and I compared people asking me. Um, People always say, "Hey, I know you're, uh, I know you're sober, so you don't drink or do any drugs, but you still smoke weed, right?" And I'm like, "No." And someone got mad because I compared that to. Um, I said, "I wonder if pedophiles have the same kind of ignorant friends. <laughs> they're, like, uh, like, like, they're, like they're trying to like grow out of it, and their friends are like, "Hey, Steve, I know you're trying to, you know, grow out of this whole pedophile thing, but you still bang kids, right?" Yeah, he's like, no, 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 only adults now. 17-year-olds, right? right? And then, and then, uh, you know, and then the friends are like, oh, so like high school. Right. And obviously, I mean, it's not a joke that, sh- it's a joke, but the subject is obviously kind of uh, touchy. But someone got so mad, she came up to me after the show and she was like, hey, I don't think that was funny. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't have talked about pedophiles. I was like, okay, but were you were you mad when I was making fun of Jews, or is that okay with you? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. People, like people, people just choose what to be offended by. I'm like, I didn't write this joke to offend you personally. So right. shut up and sit down. Uh, offense, the right to be offended is the last bastion of somebody who, feel, who who is looking for some reason to feel important. I feel like that that's what being offended by comedians is all about. It's just like, I need to feel like I'm important enough to, to not only express my displeasure with something, but have something done about it. Like I want to, I want to end this person's career or end this, uh, at least their uh, ability to perform in this place or something just to take action upon what offends me. And, And this is the, I think part of the problem with with what's going on with that is this idea that people feel powerless and they're the only way they can feel any kind of uh, importance or meaning in their life is if they act upon what it is that's offending them and and get somebody to take action on it and i think it's a sad place to be right and 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 it's funny so you know obviously like you said cancel culture is huge and you know the the woke mob is after everybody but I feel like I'm in a good spot right now because eventually it'll probably pass. But right now I could still get away with saying whatever I want because good luck canceling me. I'm already not famous. Like people already don't know me. So if you're like, hey, cancel Scott, everyone will be like, okay, who? Like good luck canceling someone you've never heard of. <laughs> well, th- this is uh, – I- I think it's a cool thing, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break in a moment. But just wrapping this part, idea up is because um, I tried to cancel myself. I put out a petition for people to <laughs> cancel my 
my podcast for putting out misinformation or just and just ask people to sign it. I think there are people who have benefited greatly from being canceled, and I think it's a good idea if you, especially the, as uh, if you're not famous, to have it at least spread that you're uh, a bad seed saying bad things and and all the time because. One thing that I think is undeniable in this time and, and place in our culture is that there's no such thing as bad publicity. Bad publicity is good publicity. So if people right. think you're dangerous or need to be canceled, it could help your career. Just your comment on any of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, you already said it, but I was, uh, I was going to say uh, all, all publicity is good publicity. You know what I mean? If I if I would I would love to have people talking about me and saying they hate me and they don't think I should do comedy anymore. At least they're talking about me. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a, a quick break. Stick with me because uh, we're, this is just a very short segment. It's called Happy Minute. It's uh, Kiera's with us here now, and we're going to uh, be playing. I'm I'm still testing out the technology here, folks. So uh, bear with me if I don't get this right the first time. We're going to see if we can do this very quickly. Uh, Scott, just to tighten. And where are we? Where we are? Work. Hey, try turning your phone sideways. I tried. It won't. It's. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, there it is. It's not gonna let that me. Work? All right, it works. Very cool. All right. Hi again. <laughs> Hi again. So, um, have you been listening to the show at all? I have. You have. Yes. All right. I'm gonna recap. What is the uh, hashtag coffee about? Oh damn it! <laughs> it's a it's a contest thing. I'm testing a uh, contest mechanism. So if people put hashtag coffee in the chat room of YouTube, Facebook, uh, Twitch, I believe, uh, they can get a chance to win the prize at the end of the program. I'm just testing that out for further use. Today I'm giving away Rockin' Forty Five CDs. So, uh, <laughs> living in the very morning. nice. Yeah. So do you have some uh, a happy moment for us? I do. I do. I found a new one. Okay. All right. So according to uh, UPI.com, a North Carolina woman is fighting DMV to keep fart on her license plate. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> on March 4th, a North Carolina woman is fighting the DMV to keep her unusual personalized license plate, which reads fart. So uh -huh. she, uh, she's from Asheville. She applied for the license plate in October and was pleasantly surprised when the request was approved. She got a uh, letter in the mail recently telling her that complaints have been lodged about her plate. The DMV told Cindy she might be allowed to keep the plate if she replied to the letter with an explanation of what the plate meant to her and why she should uh, be allowed to keep it. So... Cindy consulted with some friends and founded a group titled Friends of Asheville Recreational Trails, or FART. <laughs> she said the group has a mailing list, a website, and merchandise. Cindy said the group recently held its first meeting and 15 people showed up. So, wow. uh, yeah. if, if you could follow up on that and find out uh, contact information, I'd love to get this woman on. I'd love to call her. Uh, yeah. And, and talk to her about this FART. She's very brave. She's my hero. She is. Now, why 
why would the government be again the, the local government not have a problem with that or the state government so it's north carolina is that that's where it is north carolina yeah yeah why do you think they have a problem with that it's not I like think everybody has a problem with everything nowadays to be honest it's not like an f-bomb like a real f-bomb it's just like it's it, kids say that word all the time it's oh not my like, kids fart and poop is is the craze <laughs> i i can't believe it <laughs> if someone's offended by a fart then they're offended by their own bodily right. yeah i mean i've heard that word used in church to be honest i mean really yeah, well, I'm not, it's not like I've been there in a while. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so wow. do me a favor. Follow up on that story if you can. I will. And see if you can get contact or at least a name. And I'll, I'll, I'll do the homework to see how I can uh, um, get in touch with that. Well, I, I think this was a, a fun start to this whole uh, happy moment segment. I hope you agree. And uh, I, hope, I hope do. We can see you again tomorrow and get back to it. Perfect. All right, cool. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll talk to you later. You too. Take care. Bye. Uh, let's see. Wait, I gotta, I gotta do this correct. Happy minute. We're, we still got the wrong background. We could keep this background up there. I think it was pretty cool. Anyway, uh, that's a ha so Scott, you got any comments on uh, the fart license plate? Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. If if you can't have fart in your license plate, then I definitely can't have balls on mine. So balls, you got balls on you? <laughs> I wish I had balls on mine. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a pretty good example of a of a joke. Bombing. I did my best, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I hear that, but no, I don't understand because there's so uh, out of all the things we can be upset, outraged by the word fart. I mean, I could see if it was fuck. I could see if it was, a, you know, anything that was legitimately a concern. But fart, I don't know. People are people are bored. Like people who have a problem with the word fart. Uh, work on a license plate too <laughs> i mean you have to actually read it you have to be behind them and actually read it to get upset by it and even then i gotta think anybody who read that the first thing their the first inclination would be to a little chuckle or giggle or something like hey look that says fart <laughs> yeah get a picture of it and then the I next thought is picture. what can i do to to cause shit about this i want who, who can i uh, contact to to cause some trouble over over this thing to be just an asshole and, and cause some trouble that's got to be the second thought that they have very strange stuff so back to you now uh re, um got a schedule coming up uh any gigs coming up that you want to let people know about yes uh so uh march 16th um i'm gonna be at a uh, battle river brewing down in uh, tom's river new jersey um uh wednesday march 23rd i will be at the comic strip live um in new york city and uh mark norman's gonna be on that show wow cool and then april 9th um i'm gonna be at uh i'm gonna be on a show called character flawed and that is gonna be at um the comedy cove uh which is in uh union new jersey um, I do have hopefully uh, some other gigs coming. I have a few things in the works. I have a few uh, tapes out to different clubs for auditions and things like that. So we'll see. 
very cool stuff. And uh, these, so um, Mark Norman is going to be the headliner at, at the uh, Comic Strip Live? Um, I don't think, uh, I mean, he would be the headliner, but I don't know if it's a headliner show. I think it's a showcase. Um, so I, he, he might be doing 15 minutes or so. Um, but I don't know if he's going to have a full, like, 45-minute headlining gig. Now, on if something on a situation like that, would you get a chance to actually talk to him and, and say hello to him? Or? I hope so. Yeah, me too. I would hope so. That would be very... I've been trying to get him on this podcast for three years now. And when the pandemic hit, he was doing a lot of uh, podcasts of people he'd never heard of. And for right. some reason, I just could not make contact with him. And I know a lot of people who've had... Come on, but since then his career has blown up. So I mean, he's been on Rogan enough times, and he's been on a lot of. He's been on Tim Dillon's, I believe. So his career and his uh, special, you know, I think I had like four million downloads last time I checked. Yeah. His career has blown up a lot since then. New York comedy scene. Uh, I guess that's really all you know, though, right? Or or, or have you seen, checked out uh, any of the other parts of the country in their comedy scenes? Um, I mean, as far as going to only New York, but I, but I'm very, um, in tune with like the whole comedy world. Like I know, know, um, like I know the LA scene. I know, like, I I know a lot of the comics there. Um, you know, obviously, uh, Joe Rogan moved down to Austin and he's, and he brought comedy with him down there. Chicago has always been big. Like I'm, I'm a, comedy fan to the point where I, I do know the comics who um, are not big yet. Like, I, I listen to uh, comedy radio. I don't listen to music in the car. I listen to comedy in the car. I listen to podcasts in the car. I'm just obsessed with comedy. Um, so, you know, it, it's cool. And and I, and I like hearing what New York comics say about LA comics and LA about Chicago. Because they, they all say they're, it's all a different vibe. Right. It's all different, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I'm interested in that because I think it's kind of clicky. Now, I've had people say that New York comics take themselves too seriously and aren't silly enough. But I know lots of guys who are totally, you know, um, not necessarily um, intellectual comics. They're more of, you know, um, silly type of comics. But So I'm not sure those stereotypes play but i know comedians hold on to them and talk about like how new york comics are different than la comics but i think at some level when you reach a a road dog level where you're where you're playing both coasts and you're playing austin and you're playing uh the south southeast and you're playing chicago and, and the midwest over there at some point it all becomes you're not a New York comic anymore. You're a national comic, right? And so part of that goes away. But I know it's still uh, they still hold on to these stereotypes and all this stuff. The Austin stuff. Um, and he, I, I had a comic on who on Friday who moved down there. And, uh, he, he moved down there to pursue his dream in comedy. It seems like when I was a young man, 1980s the late 80s, I guess, in my 20s, late 20s, and my right into my early 30s, a lot of musicians were moving to Austin thinking that was the mecca for music. And if you were going to make it in the music business, you had to go to Austin. Uh, any of that bug, you, you feel like going to Austin and what's going on down there and, and how there's a buzz in the comedy scene down there? 
Um, definitely like not, not definitely not to move there. I I couldn't live in the south. Uh, I'm definitely a northeast uh, you know northeast person. Um, I would love to go to check out the scene. I would love to perform down there. You know for a limited time, but I'm but even going going to the west coast. It's just, it's just not for me. I, I I'm a northeast guy. I'm a, I'm definitely a New York uh, New York guy. Right. Uh, any um, inclination? I know you're still going to school and all, but um, any inclination to kind of hook up and do it like a? Because uh, a lot of guys I know, Long Island comics, do uh, the what I call like the Northeast corridor, anywhere from like Boston to North Carolina and back and forth, and and playing up and down uh, I-95 corridor. Really, any inclination in doing that? I would love to do that. Uh, like. Yeah, well, like I think that's doable. I think it's basically just hooking, getting yourself an agent and or, or hooking up with some of the agents who are already booking those things. I don't know. Right. I, I so, so I, I have, I have a bunch of tapes uh, sent to different um, comedy festivals right now. I, I, th- I'm, I'm not exaggerating. A few weeks ago, I literally sent my tape to 15 comedy, like every festival I could find, I sent it to, and I'm hoping one of them says yes. I mean, obviously, there's no guarantee, but, you know, I figured it's a numbers game. And, like, I, I just want to get a good, I want to get a great tape that I can send to people, send it to clubs, send it to bookers, and just see if I can get put on shows. Yeah. You know, I, I think, the, I think the, the dream would be find a, a touring headliner and just happen to be on a show with them and have them be like, hey, you're pretty good. You want to come open for me? Like, that'd be awesome yeah you know? yeah i know several comedians who um work consistently with the same you know national headliners and it, it they've made a career out of that and i think that that's a great life if you can do it but what i struck me as you were saying that is sending tapes out now nah, i'm not going to discourage you from sending tapes out i think that's great stuff i hope you continue to do it but i think part of the game is networking and creating friend, people lead to people. And so you get these uh, friends who, uh, I don't want to call them mentors, but people who have actually um, done it and can put in a good word for you, like people who've worked the festivals. Uh, and if you become friends with them, they know the guy who organizes the thing now and you can put a good word. So uh, a large part of advancing is, and I know most people in the performing arts don't, this doesn't come naturally, but I'm thinking for a bartender, it has to come more naturally, is this whole idea of social interaction, becoming a social person, networking with people, making contacts and keeping those contacts fresh and all that kind of stuff and calling people up and say, hey, buddy, remember me? We, we hung out at the comedy club the other night and got to know you. And I know you're playing uh, Altercation Comedy Festival next week. Maybe you could put a good word in with JT for me, that kind of stuff. Uh, do you do that kind of um, networking? and? Um, I, I try. I, uh, I mean, I do what I can, um, but it's it. The, the problem is, it's tough with working full time and going to school full time. Oh, yeah, it's tough to get to it. It's tough to get to enough open mics. I mean, so I'm lucky. So one of one of my regulars um, who comes to my bar is really cool, and he's like big into the New Jersey comedy scene also. And he uh, he's done the festivals and things like that. And he's he's great. He's he's in my corner. He's uh, trying to get me. Um, to meet his friends, you know, he's putting on new shows around uh, the Morristown, New Jersey area, and he wants me on. Um, when I go to open mics, I, you know, talk to people and things like that. But it's it, the the timing is just really difficult for me. 
I do my best, but it's 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 tough. Yeah, I know. And you, I, you know, like everything else, you got to pay your rent. You got to pay. You know, you got to right. <laughs> you right. got to you got to live, and that that's a, the hardest part. You know, but this is why I appreciate people who they make it their priority in life to 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 see their goals met and and um and follow through on that stuff. It's not an easy thing to do. And I think you've got to appreciate anybody who's working hard at that. Um, as far as I know, when you do the stuff like uh, Broadway comedy club and, and this kind of, they, they will tape stuff for you and give you a tape of your performance and probably have to pay for it. Right. But uh, is there an inclination to put everything you do on social media or do you kind of hold back a lot of it? So, for me, I I put a lot on social media. Um, I try to do at least like every show. I try to first of all every show. I try to add at least one new joke into my set, and then with that joke, if it's good or it gets a hit or whatever, or, you know, if it works, I'll clip that and I'll put it on my Instagram and Facebook. Um, the thing is, I know established comedians and and my TikTok established comedians don't want to do that because they don't want to burn their material. Right. You know, because they have fans that go see them and they said, oh, I saw this joke five times already. Um, for me, I don't I don't worry about that. Um, I don't have fans coming to see me. So my whole thing right now is just to get eyes on my material at all. So I'll put everything on Instagram, everything wherever. And and. And even if people see it, even if people see the same video five times, at least they see the joke. And, you know, if that gets one person to be like, hey, this kid's pretty funny, maybe I'll go to one of his shows. Cool. I just earned my first fan. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I hear what you're saying on that. And there are two schools of thought on that. And I actually am surprised that some comedians actually uh, take the other, the Rodney Dangerfield school of thought on that. Because Rodney never cared. He did he didn't care if you heard the joke before and you were going to laugh no, no matter what Rodney Dangerfield, if he was doing his hits jokes, you already knew he would, you've heard a thousand times before he would do them and people would still laugh at him. So he was a guy who took a musician's approach. They've come to hear the hits. Right. <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay, Andrew, Andrew Dice Clay is another one the same way with his nursery rhyme. Who? Andrew Dice Clay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, oh, you come to hear the poems. He calls them poems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. So, but I'm surprised that more comedians don't take. And somebody, I, I might have been Augie who said that. Somebody asked him, uh, "You have to do this certain joke." Somebody from the crowd yelled up, "You got to do this certain joke." That they they were very fond of, and they paid for the ticket just to hear him do that piece that night. I think it might have been Augie. But so I'm just surprised that more comedians don't adopt that attitude rather than I'm going to burn my material. But uh, to your point, again, when when you're just starting out, by the time you reach that six-year level where you feel, feel like you've arrived in the world of comedy, most of the material you're using now is going to be dust anyway. You're never going to use it right. again. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So that that's an interesting uh, take on that. Um yeah, I don't know about uh, burning material anyway. I mean, I don't. I, I, I look at some uh, some older stuff from from people, and I think, well, that's still good. You don't have to throw it all away, right? You, right. you keep on some of it. Um, so 
New York is is your main bag now. Do you ever get around to Long Island? Down down to the. Cause I, you, I've, I've, ne- I've never been to Long Island. Uh, it, it used to be a lot more active, but I think recently a couple of really impressive rooms have opened up here. So, uh, the Jersey scene. Now, Jersey's got, a, a, as I mentioned, it's a little more of a different dynamic in that you have little cities as opposed to here, like suburban towns. Uh, is there a, a, a lot of comedy uh, scene work, you know, comedy club work there, or are people doing more of these shows where producers are putting up, because here on Long Island, this is true, people are producing shows in any place that will have them, pizza places and laundromats, <laughs> uh, supermarkets. Uh, what's, what's it like in Jersey? It, it, that's, definitely, um, that's definitely what it's like in Jersey. Like, so uh, New Jersey has the Stress Factory in New Brunswick, which is obviously huge. Um, Atlantic City Comedy Club, um, and then there's bars that have in them, like uh, Tiff's, which is um, a restaurant in Morris Plains, has the Dojo of Comedy East, which is a comedy club upstairs, um, in there, and and that's like a legit club, and they get big headliners. Um, the Comedy Cove is the same way, but mostly uh, mostly it's bar shows around Jersey Jersey City, Hoboken. Um, places like that. Um, so, so it's it's a decent it's a decent mix, but it's it's mostly uh, mostly shows that aren't in a in a club. Yeah, that to me seems to be like it would be difficult the first couple of times because the audience is not going there like a comedy club. They're going there to see comedy, but sometimes in a bar. People don't even know there's going to be comedy there that night. They're just going there either to drink or thinking there's going to be music or something like that, like a DJ or a band or whatever. And then somebody starts doing jokes. It's hard to get control of that room because it's different with music. When you start playing loud music, people are going to stop their conversations naturally because it becomes a little too loud. But telling jokes while people are trying to socialize and stuff can be a little difficult to even get started. I think once people understand that there's going to be a comedy show there, the dynamic will change. But the very first time you do it, it's got to feel a little weird. Have you done any of that? And am I correct? So, yeah. So literally um, this past Tuesday, um, I, was at, I did a bar show in Hoboken. And I was, I think, the fifth or sixth comic up. And there was a first date happening. They were talking through the whole thing. And nobody said anything. Nobody said a single word. And finally, I was like, this is this is ridiculous. These people need to shut up. So I got on. And the first thing I said was, uh, hey, guys, you want a first date? And I got their attention and said, yeah. And I asked how it's going. And they said, it's going pretty good. And I said, that's good. And then I said, hey, uh, what do you think? You're going to blow them at the end of this? <laughs> and everyone and everyone laughed. And uh, they were clearly embarrassed. And they, that honestly, <laughs> To be honest, that walked them. They after after I did that, they were like super. They were visually like uh, super uncomfortable, and then they paid and left. And I was like, "Yeah, see, that's what happened." Um, actually, I have that clip up. It's on uh, it's on my Instagram right now, and it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> so, what is Instagram? The um, is that the primary uh, social media venue to work on? I mean, because I'm trying to. I I think. I see a lot more comedians on Twitter, but you know what? 
almost all of those seem to be West Coast or Midwest uh, type of people. I don't see a lot of New York comics on Twitter. It's, it's just fascinating to me to see why some people in different uh, disciplines pick one social media outlet over another. Is Instagram your main deal? Yeah, uh, Instagram is my go-to. I obviously have Facebook, but now um, the only the only time I post anything to Facebook is when I post it to Instagram, and it says, "Do you also want to post to Facebook?" Right. Um, I have Twitter, but I have like seven followers on Twitter, so yes. you know I'm just telling I'm just telling jokes to nobody. Um, <laughs> but 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 Instagram Instagram's actually been pretty good for me. I've gotten like a few thousand uh, eyes on videos. Um, posting reels and you know i get a bunch of likes i i know i'm i know i'm finally uh doing better because the other day i got my first hate comments on videos from wow. just people from just strangers they were like hey uh, you suck and i was like all right well thanks for watching like you know yeah so that's so that's how i know i'm definitely uh getting my name out there when people start do, to not like me do you respond back because uh wolf uh, van helen who's Eddie Van Halen's son this weekend, he, somebody said something criticizing him in some way. And he went on a tirade, tirade uh, on Twitter, attacking people who had criticized him. And I just thought, well, why bother? Why, why put that energy into it? But then the next day he came back and said about how all that negativity actually grew his following. So I'm thinking, well, maybe he's a, a crazy like a fox in, in, uh, because it, it alienated me, made me not want to follow him. But in some respects, it works, and people respond to that negativity, and his following grew because of that. Do you respond to negative comments like that, or you just let them go? Um, I, I, I wish I could say I just let them go, but... I don't get enough comments where I could like pretend to ignore it. You know, if I have one comment on a video and it's, Hey, you suck. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt your feelings. Like, good luck. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, no, I'm the same way. And I would, I would encourage them to come back and, and keep, you know, every time you comment, it's going to push up the algorithm to show it to more people. So negative right. comments are good. So I would just kind of play with them and like, uh, you know, thanks for commenting. Can you, do, can you give me some more? <laughs> and until I wear them out, till they get tired of realizing that they're being used to kind of help my SEO. That's what I, right. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the one, the comment was, this is the cringiest thing I've ever seen. Uh. And I responded and I just said, yeah, well, you watched it, like, right? You know, <laughs> yeah, and you know, as as a comic, I if I saw that, I would probably say, well, can you send me a link to your latest show. Right. <laughs> let me let me see what you're doing before you criticize, because I've done that with music when people have criticized my music. I've said, well, I, it's a fair comment that you you think my work is crap. Can I see what you've done? And then that's that's the end of that because most people don't. Most of the time when you get that stuff is from somebody who wanted to, always wanted to, thinks they could, but never did. Uh, right. you know, the proof is in that, right? Well, I do appreciate you being here and getting to know you a little bit. I'm looking forward to this uh, Comic Strip Live thing. Uh, I will uh, help promote that. Do me a favor. Uh, send me a reminder of that so I can uh, help help you promote that stuff. And uh, if Absolutely. You, 
if you got anything to promote, please do, do come back. Any big shows you want to let people know about, yeah, you're welcome back anytime. And uh, we look forward to following your career. Hope you do very well. And uh, uh, we'll keep our eye on you. And, and good luck. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Bye for now. Scott Leibowitz, folks. Uh, hope you enjoyed that. Hope you will follow him. That, it's exciting to see a young comic uh, working uh, some interesting rooms with some interesting people. It's time to see who the big winner is with the coffee hashtag thing. Are you ready? Are you excited to see who the big winner is? We have uh, one moment to get any more comments in with the hashtag uh, giveaway. Is that what we're calling a hashtag giveaway? Let's see here. Um, how do we do this here? I just want to make sure. Hashtag giveaway tool. Let's see this. Okay, we are only have five entries. That's pitiful, folks. Five entries? Really? I'm going to hit the drawing. Should I wait just one more moment to see if we get any more um, takers on this? Uh, hashtag fart will be tomorrow's... Um, Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. We'll we'll see. The word's going to change every day. Anyway, we have five entries. Want to see? Let's let's see how this goes. We're going to see if we can pick a winner. Pick me a winner. Draw. And the winner is Sugar Cat Loaf is the winner today. <laughs> Congratulations, Cat! You are the winner uh, of the. Uh, First ever, um, first ever giveaway here on the Mind Dog uh, Coffee with the Dog program. Anyway, uh, thanks for everybody for participating in that. I'm glad to see it works. We're going to continue to test that out for the rest of the week. Uh, we'll get Cat uh, her CD or MP3s as uh, she probably because she doesn't have. I don't think she has a CD player. I know I don't ha have one in the house. I have one in the car. Anyway, that's the program for you today. I'd love to hear your feedback on it. Are you enjoying the um, Happy Minute with Kiara? Uh, we're going to be getting uh, some more on that. I forgot to mention to Scott that um, one of the ways, and I'm going to be putting this out there and trying to encourage more comedians to do this, but one of the ways that a lot of comedians and I'm doing this kind of self-serving, make a name for themselves, even if they're stand-up and not necessarily sketch comedians, it's by submitting content to shows like this. Well, I think of The Daily Show. Half of those uh, comedians, stand-up comedians, who made a great living uh, as a stand-up comic did so, started out by just submitting content to the Daily Show, little skits and stuff like, uh, I don't know, stuff like that. Can confirm we are at war. This is war. Western imperialism is pushing into Russia. They are fighting the evil. You know, just stuff like that. Um, you don't have to, I don't have to play that whole thing all over again. But um, so... There's an opportunity there for to gain some exposure in doing that. And I'm not just saying just for this program. <laughs> I'm saying for lots of different comedy podcasts out there. There are lots of people uh, who would benefit uh, from submitting content to 
different podcasts out there, comedians who are looking to make a name for themselves, get more popular, uh, put their stuff out, and submit it with a little, like, social media, follow me on, tag on the bottom in, in the video and all that kind of stuff. Could be, like, a minute long. And I'm sure a lot of uh, people like me would be happy to play those clips if we get them. Just putting that out there. Anyway, that's the program for, uh, for this morning. Kat, I will be in touch with you to get a, an address to, to which to send your prize for this morning. Please come back and continue to play um, uh, the hashtag giveaway uh, that we're going to be doing. And as I mentioned, the, the prizes will uh, become much more attractive and better as we go on. And just because you won today doesn't mean you can't win again next week when there's a much better prize. So come back tomorrow. Appreciate you all being here. That's the program for today. Have a great rest of your Monday. And uh, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. I hope I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for coming. Bye for now.
me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now.